Welcome to Womb Space. I'm your host, Lindsay Sarah. I'm a womb healing guide and a fertility awareness method educator. I guide wild souls like you to connect to your womb, feel free in your body, and develop unshakable trust in your intuition. Here we explore what's held in your womb space. The magic of the menstrual cycle, avoiding pregnancy naturally, conscious conception, and your innate connection to the moon, the earth, and to your ancestors. Womb space weaves science and spirituality so that you feel clear and confident caring for your womb. So let's dive in. This is episode two in the four-week fertility awareness series. So if you're not familiar with the fertility awareness method, you're going to want to start back at the first episode of this series, which is episode nine of this podcast called What is the Fertility Awareness Method? But if you already know what the fertility awareness method is, In this podcast episode, we're going to dive into the science behind avoiding pregnancy naturally through using fertility awareness and how that actually works like on a scientific level. So first things first is what I want to say is you are not fertile every day. Despite what you might have learned in school, you're not fertile every day. So I don't know about you, but my middle school sex ed class was very much like once you get your period, you can get pregnant anytime. And that couldn't be further from the truth because there's actually only six days of your menstrual cycle that sex can lead to pregnancy. I'll break that down in a little bit, but just keep that in mind. There's only six days per menstrual cycle. So really when you're learning in school, like, oh, you get your period, you can get pregnant every day. It's just very fear based. All right. So a lot of us were very subjected to, um, fear based sex ed, and I'm here to begin unpacking that for you so that you can come back to a place of truth and empowerment. So Before I go any further, for the purpose of this podcast episode, when I say sex, it's going to mean unprotected penis in vagina sex, unless I specify otherwise, um, because sex can look so many ways and it's really on a spectrum, but you know, specifically for this podcast episode, because I'm talking about avoiding pregnancy I'm going to be talking specifically about unprotected penis and vagina sex. So let's dive in. First, I want to cover some menstrual cycle basics. So the menstrual cycle is from the first day you start bleeding until your next period. And it includes all the time in between, including ovulation. Now, when we're using the fertility awareness method, we're trying to pinpoint ovulation to the best of our ability because that is the time in your cycle where you could potentially conceive. So if we're trying to avoid pregnancy, we need to know around when ovulation is happening. The thing is, with fertility awareness, we can't know exactly when ovulation happens unless we have daily ultrasounds, but fertility awareness allows us to pinpoint it pretty darn well. Now, knowing that about ovulation, let's talk about cervical mucus. Cervical mucus is is mucus from your cervix, (laughs) so pretty self-explanatory there, but um, you might kind of think of it as discharge. 
Um, like if you didn't know the term cervical mucus in the past, you're probably thinking of it as discharge, but likely what you're seeing is cervical mucus most of the time. Cervical mucus can look and feel many different ways. It can be clear, stretchy, slippery, creamy, tacky, smooth, etc. And cervical mucus is important because it actually lets you know whether you're fertile or not each day. And cervical mucus is completely normal. So you know, it's not, I know a lot of times, like when I was a kid, I'd be like, what is this coming out of me? (laughs) But it's normal. And, you know, we really should be taught that when we're younger. So the thing about cervical mucus is that as you head toward ovulation, your cervical mucus is going to become increasingly more clear, more stretchy. Your cervix becomes more open. And all of this happens to facilitate the journey of sperm to the egg. Whereas after ovulation, your cervical mucus dries up, your cervix closes off, and your cervical mucus forms a plug in your cervix. So at this time, you're really not seeing any visible mucus and you're no longer fertile. Now, I do encourage you to like take what I just said with a grain of salt because it's a very summarized version. Um, if you are actively trying to avoid pregnancy, I don't just want you to take that information and be like, okay, great. Now I know how to avoid pregnancy because there's actually like very specific rules and guidelines that you need to follow based on the types of cervical mucus you're seeing, you know, which I teach in my fearless fertility awareness course, but it does take a lot of learning, a lot of practice. So, um, just having that little bit of information from this podcast it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're now like ready and good to go to avoid pregnancy naturally. So with that being said, there are six days of your cycle where sex can lead to pregnancy. This is because sperm can live in cervical mucus for up to five days before ovulation and an egg can survive for 12 to 24 hours after ovulation. So if we have the five days that sperm can survive in cervical mucus, the one day that the egg can survive, that is six days total that sex can lead to pregnancy. So here is where fertility awareness comes into play. With fertility awareness, we're tracking cervical mucus, we're tracking basal body temperature, which is your waking body temperature in the morning, your your core resting body temperature. Um, And I do also teach LH testing as an optional biomarker. I do go into detail about all of these biomarkers in episode nine of this podcast, um, if you want to learn a bit more about each one of those. But in regards to avoiding pregnancy, cervical mucus is going to tell you day by day when you're fertile and when you're not, based on the way your mucus looks and feels. It's also going to tell you when you're getting closer and closer to ovulation. Basal body temperature, or BBT, is going to tell you whether you're before ovulation or after ovulation, because before ovulation, your body temperature will be lower, whereas after ovulation, your body temperature will rise higher. And LH testing is a urine test strip that tests for the hormone LH, which essentially is released from the brain to trigger ovulation. So when you actually get a positive LH test, it's letting you know that ovulation is likely 
going to happen within 24 to 36 hours. So with all three of these biomarkers, you'll be able to pinpoint ovulation pretty well. You're going to want to observe cervical mucus each day because since sperm can live in cervical mucus for three to five days, you will have some fertile days prior to ovulation. And you're going to want to look out for your basal body temperature shift, letting you know that ovulation has passed. You can also look for um, a positive LH test too, but I usually teach LH testing as something optional that just gives like added clarity because once you get a positive LH test, you likely will ovulate after afterwards, like within 24 to 36 hours, but it's not a guarantee because sometimes your body actually decides not to ovulate if it was exposed to certain stressors. So you also definitely want to be tracking cervical mucus and basal body temperature. You don't just want to be tracking LH alone if you're trying to avoid pregnancy. So once you can confirm that ovulation has passed, you're no longer fertile because there's no more egg. And when I say confirm ovulation, the way you're going to do this will differ based on the educator you're working with and what methods they've learned from. The thing is fertility awareness is all based in the same science. The menstrual cycle doesn't change, but there are a few different schools and methods that have slightly different rules regarding cervical mucus and basal body temperature. So it's important to work with an instructor to make sure that you're following guidelines from a specific method so that you can really build your confidence in avoiding pregnancy naturally in a method that is proven to work. Different methods of fertility awareness also have different ways of categorizing and labeling the different types of cervical mucus. I got certified through FEM, which puts cervical mucus into three different categories, but other methods categorize it differently. And the reason we're categorizing cervical mucus is because when we categorize it, it lets us know if it was fertile or not that day. So in my self-paced course, Fearless Fertility Awareness, I teach you exactly how to categorize your cervical mucus and how to confirm ovulation so that you know when you're fertile and when you're not. So let's dive into the effectiveness rates of fertility awareness. It is 99.4% effective as birth control with typical use if you learn with an instructor. This is according to a study that was done on the symptothermal method. The symptothermal method means that you're using cervical mucus and basal body temperature, and I will cite this study in the notes so that if you want to look at it, you can go for it and go ahead, but 99.4% efficacy rate is extremely high. This is actually higher than the copper IUD, which is 99.2%, higher than the pill, which is 93%, and higher than condoms, which is 87%. Now, with the three, with these three rates I just pulled, the copper IUD, the pill, and condoms, this information was from the CDC, and this is these are the typical use rates. So the typical use rate of the symptothermal method of fertility awareness is higher than the copper IUD, the pill, and condoms, which like, you know, that information is not widely spread. <laughs> so the thing is though, if you're Googling, if you're like, okay, I'm going to go on like Google the 
effectiveness rate of fertility awareness. You might see lower rates out there than what I've just shared here. This is because the symptothermal method is often being grouped with less effective methods like the rhythm method, for example. Now I'm going to share a bit about what the rhythm method is. So the fertility awareness method is often confused with the rhythm method, but they're very different. The rhythm method estimates your ovulation date in past cycles and then uses that to predict your future fertility. So for example, it might say, okay, so this is how long your cycle was last cycle. So you probably ovulated around here. So then we're going to say that you're going to ovulate at that same time in the next cycle. But the thing is that this is often inaccurate. The rhythm method is often inaccurate and it's especially not going to work if you have an irregular cycle because it's using past cycle data to predict the future and your ovulation is going to be impacted by what's happening in your life. Like if there's any stressors coming up, if you get sick, if you travel, ovulation, the time that you ovulate might be impacted. So we can't count on you ovulating at the exact same time every single cycle because stress can delay ovulation and impact when it happens. For example, I just had a cycle that was 24 days when I, where I ovulated on day 14. And then after that, I had a cycle that was 34 days where I ovulated on day 20. So imagine if I was using the rhythm method and it was like, okay, since you ovulated on day 14 last cycle, you're going to ovulate on day 14 the next cycle. But really when I ovulated was day 20. So imagine if I thought by day 20, I was no longer fertile because I thought I already ovulated, but that's actually when I ovulated, right? That could have resulted in an unplanned pregnancy. And the thing is that there are a lot of apps out there now that are predicting your future fertility. And they're kind of just like fancy rhythm methods, like Daisy and natural cycles. So these apps are using past cycle data to predict future fertility, and they're often inaccurate. So I would recommend, you know, not using any apps that predict your fertility because I mean, unless you're okay with like having an unplanned pregnancy because they really are often inaccurate. So fertility awareness differs from the rhythm method because we're observing and interpreting your fertility signs every day because every day your body's gonna give you signals about whether you're fertile or not on that specific day through your cervical mucus, through your basal body temperature. We're not using past cycle data to predict what's happening in the future. We are just looking at what your body is telling you day by day, like in real time. So let me tell you a story. Every time I post about fertility awareness on TikTok, on TikTok, not this doesn't really happen on Instagram, but on TikTok, someone comments and says, I can't use this method because I have an irregular cycle. And this is a major misconception because with the rhythm method, you need a regular cycle because you're using the past to predict the future and you're counting on patterns. But with the fertility awareness method, you don't need to have a regular cycle because we're not interp we're not using past cycle data to predict the future. We're interpreting your fertility every day based on your cervical mucus and your basal body temperature. So whether you have the most regular cycle ever or 
the most irregular cycle or anywhere in between, fertility awareness can help you avoid pregnancy naturally using the same set of rules. It's not even like the rules and guidelines change based on how long your cycle is or if it's regular or irregular. It's the same set of rules that is applied no matter what. So essentially, like in summary, the fertility awareness method is not the rhythm method. And with the fertility awareness method, you are able to avoid pregnancy naturally because you are tracking your fertility signs every day. You're tracking cervical mucus, you're tracking basal body temperature, and you're optionally adding in LH testing. This is helping you pinpoint ovulation. And then once you understand when you're ovulating, essentially, if you're trying to avoid pregnancy, you would avoid having sex when you're fertile, like when you're in your fertile window, and then you would be free to go to have unprotected sex as much as you want on the days that you are not fertile, that you're outside your fertile window. And you could, like this means that you could have sex without a condom on days you're not fertile and not get pregnant. And this also means that if you wanted to use a condom on the days that you're fertile, you could, you know, use, use a condom then or another barrier method. The only thing with that is that you are then counting on the efficacy rate of the condom or whatever other barrier method you're using if you are using that method while you are fertile. Now, the biggest thing that I come across when people want to avoid pregnancy is this fear of coming off the pill or the IUD or whatever you might be using. And this fear is totally valid because probably whenever you went to the doctor, they were pressuring you into staying on the pill, to staying on the IUD, telling you there's no other options out there. If you've brought up the fertility awareness method, they might, you know, put, instill doubts in your head, but you really have the power to know your body so well that you can avoid pregnancy naturally. And if you do want to avoid pregnancy naturally and you're really serious about that, I definitely recommend working with a fertility awareness method instructor like myself so that you have someone who can guide you along the way and answer all of your questions and help you build confidence in your charting skills so that you can start to unpack and move away from that fear of pregnancy and begin to step into your power and really trust the knowledge of your own body to avoid pregnancy naturally. The only thing is though that if you are going to use the fertility awareness method to avoid pregnancy naturally, you need to be willing to change your sexual behavior on the days that you are fertile. So that means on the days that you're fertile, you are willing to abstain from unprotected sex, unprotected penis and vagina sex. You could use a condom, you could self-pleasure instead, you could have oral sex on your fertile days. But if you either like don't want to abstain from penis and vagina sex on your fertile days, or you don't have the privilege to say yes and no, like yes, I can have sex today, or no, I cannot have sex today, then 
the fertility awareness method would not work for you as a form of birth control. So with that being said, moving away from the educational portion of this podcast episode, if I've piqued your interest in learning how to use the fertility awareness method, I have a few ways that you can go deeper with me, including free and paid offers. First is my free fertility awareness myth-busting guide, which is a true or false guide to help you get all of your questions answered and to just gain clarity on the fertility awareness facts because there's a lot of misinformation out there. I also have my fearless fertility awareness course to help you find freedom from medical birth control and avoid pregnancy naturally through understanding your cycle. So this is the one that you want to go with if you're like, if you already know you're in, you want to learn the fertility awareness method, you want to have the tools to implement it in your daily life. This course is going to help you do that. It's going to teach you how to understand your hormone health, connect to your body, avoid pregnancy naturally and time conception. It's a self-paced video course and it's usually $5.55 US dollars, but as a gift for listening to this podcast episode, you can use the code FEARLESS in all caps at checkout to save $111 and bring the price down to $444. This code is good through the end of July, and I'll put this information in the show notes. And lastly, if you want a super customized journey in learning the fertility awareness method, I do offer a three-month one-on-one mentorship as well so that you can get my high-touch accountability and support. My one-on-one mentorship includes access to the Fearless Fertility Awareness course, but it also includes two one-on-one calls a month for three months, so six total, and ongoing messaging support between calls through an app called Voxer. Working one-on-one basically gives us a way to focus on exactly what you're wanting to dive into within fertility awareness. So if you want to focus on avoiding pregnancy, if you want to focus on conceiving, or if you want to focus on understanding your cycle health or connecting to your body, we can like hone in on what you actually want to focus on and learn. We can also create space to dive into womb healing meditations if that feels aligned for you. So if you're interested in one-on-one, there is an application. So I'll add that into the show notes as well. So basically in the show notes, you can find the free fertility awareness myth-busting guide. You can find my fearless fertility awareness self-paced course with the discount code to save 111. And you can find the application to my one-on-one mentorship. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram. My DMs are always open and I am here for you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you get your questions answered and to gain clarity. Thank you so much for tuning into Womb Space. I'm so grateful to be able to share the magic of the womb with you. If this episode spoke to you, I invite you to share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at flowwithyourflow. Make sure to also subscribe to the show, and I'd be so grateful if you left a review. As you continue on with your day, I encourage you to listen to your womb and body and to honor your energy. 